Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera after the Cubs lose to the Baltimore Orioles 9-3. They'll play one more of those games in Baltimore tomorrow. Joey, how I'm not a math guy. How many? What record do the Cubs have to have the rest of the way to reach Cody's 87-win prediction? <laughs> Come let me, on, let me, Stucky. Let me crunch Come the numbers on, for you. Come on, Stucky. He's no math. That's a low blow. That was low. We're not even all, a minute in. I take it all back. We are not back. even a He's minute in. I'm proud of Cody. He's magician. taking this one. You're taking this one. You're having fun with it. You, you can only laugh at losing to the Orioles. Yeah. And, and, you know, they get a home run on the first pitch of the game from Morrell, and you're like, yep. here they go. At least they're going to beat the Orioles. And then Keegan Thompson in pitch two and three, home run, home run. <laughs> yeah, that is worst star of the year, and of then, course. Wow. <laughs> they got to go 64, 64 and 42. So you're saying there's a chance. That's my, calcu- that's my calculations <laughs> right now. I could be very off. Thank you for doing the math because me and Luke both are not math people. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not math guy. since 1972. Well, Okay. Was it almost three I, weeks? I have now, been least, an analytics right? guy since May seventeenth, two thousand twenty two. That's different. Exactly that's different. Yeah. You want to talk to me about exit velocity and whatever the freak a freaking launch angle is? I'm all over it. But you want to talk to me about like adding and subtracting shit? No. Oh. <laughs> Give me. I'm <laughs> done. Eric's trying to make you feel better. He's on the chat. He says they're an underrated team. The Orioles. I hey, I did say that they're better than they have been in recent years. And they did sweep the Cardinals. 23 wins, just like the Cubs, (laughs) entering today. That's uh, this was was bad. This 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 sucks. Very very bad. This is not great, Bob. Uh, Surprised nobody went to get a cone today. No, we should have discussed that we were saving that for the rain delay. It was going to have to be an ice cream social. Yeah, it went to a rain delay. There was no doubt about it. Ice cream was in the future (laughs) for everybody. Yeah. It was like a little league team was going to go would've, over there. <laughs> I would have tried the Oreo, or no, I would have tried that graham cracker one you had. Oh last yeah, time. the honey ice cream with the graham cracker, and that Ooh. was delicious. Cone. The way Madison. this season's uh, going, we might as well get sponsored by those people because we're going to end up going there after <laughs> in the middle of every game. The way this team sucks. Sheesh. I told Cody the last time we went over there for ice cream because the game was going so bad, we should just ask for one of the tubs. <laughs> that they scoop oh. it out of. Yeah, yeah I don't need to scoop for, them. Just hand me the, the tub. tub or just get a pint. Like, <laughs> just yeah. come in here and eat yeah, our what? feelings. The guy at the ice cream shop thought you guys were a couple of clock store employees. Yes, he did. We were wearing the obvious shirt, <laughs> Wrigley yeah. clock, the one oh, we both yeah. wore it on the same day. And he's like, what's with the clocks? Like, yeah. Just scoop it, Marvin. Let's go. <laughs> just come on. Scoop like, it, Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> just give me the ice cream. Let's go. 
<laughs> yeah, we're over here. We're oh, we're we are doing our jobs, and you know it's kind of hard to do it right now. But you know we're here, judging just us like, on that day. We're always on here. Matching shirts. Yeah. Right. Well, that shirt bangs, by the way. Shout out to Joe. On the bright side, we kind of got like a preview of the home run derby. Apparently, like, oh. we just like. <laughs> Like we're we're getting we're getting prepared for the home run derby in about a month. So, no, that was terrible. That was, it was uh, bad. Very bad. It was well, very I mean, bad. I picked Keegan. We'll do who you got later. But yeah. I picked Keegan for who you got, and it was three pitches. Three pitches into the game, he'd given up two yeah. home runs. Yeah, and you know, seven earned runs, three home runs. His ERA goes from one point nine nine to three point one seven in one night. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. This is finally that time. Remember whenever he uh, shoved against the White Sox and he said afterwards that, like, he was bad, but you got lucky got or whatever? It, yeah. Maybe the luck finally, you know, caught up to him or whatever. So, hopefully, you know, now it's like, okay, what do you do at following this? Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to see – obviously, you don't want to see another bad start. I One of the reasons that I'm just kind of like whatever about this game is – like Keegan Thompson's been so good this year. Like I can't, yeah. I can't be mad that he gave no. up seven. Like it's, it's not fun. I'm not excited to sit here and talk to you about it. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like every, every starter has a bad start. Like at least the yeah. large majority of them. So uh, I can't be too mad that Keegan Thompson gave up seven earned or six earned tonight or whatever it was, and was not good. Whenever he's been so good for the Cubs. Yeah. So just hopefully, again, hopefully, big bounce back. After this appearance. Yeah, I know we've talked about, like, oh, maybe Keegan Thompson's best, you know, role is multi-inning weapon, one time through the order. But then I look at the, today's game, I'm like, I can't say today's game told me he's not a starter because it was the first time through the order that he got incredibly roughed up. Like, he didn't make it to the second time through the order, really. Like, yeah. well, without – he didn't make it to the second time through the order successfully. Like, yeah, he had right. given up, like, five or six runs by the time Cedric Mullins like, came back up. So, I'm like – even if he was a mult, like a reliever today, and Alec Mills had been the starter, and Keegan Thompson came in, if you just kind of move his stats backwards a few innings, he still gives up five runs the first time through the order. So I don't know that today tells me he's not a starting pitcher. I don't know that it obviously doesn't tell me he for sure is because right. it was a bad start. But I don't. I, I think he's going to get definitely more leash and more run as a starting pitcher, um, especially now that. You know, Alec Mills is back, but he's out of the bullpen, and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing where they where they go from now. Um, but I, I expect him to get a little bit of a leash. You know, today just wasn't good, and that's not arguable. But I was a little hopeful after the first inning because remember he gave up those two home runs on three pitches or whatever it was, allowed another base runner, and then got that ground ball double play. He only threw fifteen pitches in the first inning, and I thought, okay, let's see if he can get it together in the second, and then it just got worse. So. I just overall I didn't have it, but yeah, I mean, you. I don't think this start tells you if he's a starter or a reliever because he was getting beat up on the moment the game well, started. Pre-game, we said all star. <laughs> so you know, he was. Yeah. Up, we were. He was we were six like, and zero with know, a one nine nine. Like yeah. he's in an all star conversation. So yeah, yeah, you're not gonna let. For, and it's not re- like it's something. not like Kyle Hendricks and Marcus Stroman haven't had bad games. Everybody true. in the rotations had a bad yeah. game. That's true. Yeah, that's true. In fact, there aren't too many pitchers in baseball right now, starters, that haven't had at least one iffy start. Like, even the good guys have – really good guys have a bad start. Um, I saw Jack said, we just need nine more morels on this team. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Nine more morels. Nine, nine crisp. I mean, uh, if we would have had nine more morels, we might have been able to make the comeback because Braddish, Braddock or Braddish, he really wasn't that great either. He, he didn't even get through five innings. He walked a ton of guys. And the he Cubs just did five pitches. Yeah, yeah, and he just and he just like the Cubs just didn't take advantage. What was it like the second or third inning? They had they got the it was Contreras and Hap walked, and then mm -hmm. the Cubs proceeded to not do anything after that in the rest of the inning. They got he got out of the inning without giving up any runs at all. And I thought at that time it was like five to one. Thought if they were able to get a, a couple across there, maybe you know maybe things would have gone differently, but. Yeah, I mean, it honestly felt like the moment they got out, the Orioles got out of that inning, and with the without the Cubs doing anything, it was like, okay, this is how this game's gonna go. Let's let's speed it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how it felt to me, at least. Nick G said uh, that start isn't going to help Keegan's All Star chances. No, it's not. Definitely not. Uh, but hey, it's I don't his think he worst was the appearance yeah, of the year. Is one bad appearance. Everyone in the chat or on social media wants to talk about how Stroman hasn't lived up to the money. We want to talk about how Hendricks is done just because he's inconsistent. There's one thing that you can't say about Keegan Thompson this year is that he's inconsistent. He has been as consistent as anyone on the Cubs roster. One bad performance, that's not going to change my opinion of him. So He's still a mayor of Chicago. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he he after he threw at Andrew McCutcheon, he showed me he would go to war for me, so he should be mayor of Chicago. <laughs> There's, you couldn't have imagined a better start for him to the season, right? Like, I mean, to the yeah. start of this season, yeah. you couldn't have ever imagined things would go better than this for Keegan Thompson. One bad start, six and one ERA. Even even the ERA after tonight, three point one seven. That's still solid. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like, solid. of course, you would have taken that if you started yeah. the season that way. So. It just came out of nowhere. Like you, I guess. Maybe some people who are like worried if that if this would have happened against a team that is has is known for being good, like if right. this would have happened in St. Louis last week, I guess people would have just been like, Well, St. Louis has been playing well, whatever, probably give them a little bit more of a you know, whatever thing. But again, the Orioles, I'm not again, they're not good, they're just as bad as the Cubs, but they I, I do think they have a much better roster than we've seen in the last couple of years. So, you know, and again, if you just don't have it. Most most major league rosters will tee off on you. So. Yeah, Stephen says, that. "How long have the O's been rebuilding?" My goodness, forever. That Seems is like true. Like time. literally forever. Your lifetime, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like they've only been they've only made the playoffs like, like maybe less than five times. Like less than what my hand is. I, I, I can look this up pretty quick. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know how many times I made the playoffs in my entire life. But well, you was in ninety one. I was born in ninety one. Yeah. Matt says two walks for Hayward, huge. I mean, and a, and who could have predicted that? Predicted that? Who could have uh, predicted a big right, game from Hayward? Like, <laughs> looks like we got, since Cody was born, five. Oh, five, five, five times. Yeah, 96, 97, 2012, 2014, and 2016. It's actually better than I thought. Wow. They made the playoffs that's, in 2016? It's not good. Apparently, yeah. That's Wild not card. good. They, Wild they card. had that one yeah. highlight with the with the eighth inning double to go up 3-2. I, wa I watch that play all the time, but that's literally the only time I could ever remember them in the playoffs. Which play? I would have guessed they hadn't you know, been in the playoffs since who, Cal Ripken. Who hit that? It was like J.J. Hardy was on that team. Oh, oh man. J.J. Hardy. What a throwback name. I'll look it up. <laughs> anyway, <Okay. laughs> up next on the Orioles CHGO podcast, uh, let's, let's get to who you got because Ryan deserves a win. I do. And he Finally. just barely got it. After, you know, me and my guy, yeah. Robbie, and someone else was on my team. I think it might have been Jack R, but, you know, they stood behind me. 
First you had pit- the first pick. First pitch, man. First pitch, Morel, the home run was it was over. It was over one pitch into the game. How does that feel? Well, it was somebody. Over. Uh, Jared had Hayward or uh, had Contreras. Um, Contreras. He did a home run. He did hit a home run. But did he extend his career? No, no, no. He didn't, he didn't have a triple. Games? Now, if you're taking risk factor into consideration, Joey's pick of Jason Hayward with two walks and a base hit and a catch at the wall is fairly impressive. A catch at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> because no. who would have predicted that? I mean, our chat was nothing but discussions of DFA Hayward. Why? You I, know, pretty, I, wait, I just saw one here. No. Why is Velasquez in AAA today with two home runs? And <laughs> That's right. Major I'm, League I'm level. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I predicted it because I said, Joey, you pick Hayward every time. One of them is bound to hit. So sure enough. Everybody's, everybody's zigging on Hayward. It was I'm zagging. You're zagging. No. It was predictable. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Zagging all the way to the bank. And then we got Luke. Luke's guy pitched today, and that's a positive. Like, he threw a Yeah, my guy got some outs. My guy got some outs. He threw the baseball. (laughs) My guy's ERA went to 3.17. Doesn't matter that it went up to 3.17. Cody's guy was one for five today. He got a hit. He had that late late inning single. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he also lined out right into a glove. (laughs) You Twindle. know, yeah. yeah. Like if that glove wasn't there, could have could have landed in the grass. And then, guys. and then Jared guy <laughs> one for three with a home run and a walk. We should open up the who you got to the minor league guys. What if someone oh. took Nelson Velasquez? That's true. What if you found out that Caleb Killian was pitching at Iowa, and you were like, "I'm taking Killian." You'd get his ten strikeouts, even though it was a Triple A. Are we up for that switch? Uh, no, we better stick to major league level. Yeah. The problem with the major league level is we're just going to pick the same four guys yeah. pretty <laughs> much every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Like, but no then, one's taking Ortega. No. I thought about it today. I'm hey, serious. Ortega, he did. Well, he had been it. hot. He had been hot. He had been hot. Yeah, he's over three today. But, but. Like, who, who before games me like, I got P.J. Higgins. It's <laughs> not happening. Higgins having himself a last game. I, last Cubs game I was at, this guy sitting in front of me, he was Rafael Ortega's biggest fan, but it was literally because he bet Rafael Ortega to hit a homer that night, <laughs> in which he did not hit a homer, and he was pissed. But he he was Rafael Ortega's biggest stand, though. And he placed that bet at points bet, which is a great idea. I'm sure he did. So, I, you know, I will say this. Alec Mills, well, he gave up some home runs, too, but he came in having not been in action all season. And yeah. I think somebody said, I think it was David maybe said on the chat that, Technically, he qualified for a quality start. <laughs> I mean, he, he saved the bullpen. Inning. That's what he, he did. did. Save he saved the bullpen. Five innings, five innings, stash. Uh, stash. I don't know about the, the stash. stash the I, I'm on the stash. Maybe it's just because I love Alec Mills and his Millsisms, as in like every time the camera puts like get, like gets him on camera in the dugout and he's not paying attention or sometimes he is paying attention. He just looks straight into the dugout. He just has like the best. Like facial expressions, like I can't, I can't help but just like 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 the guy. I, I mean, as far as like anything outside of baseball, and he again, he did save, he did save the bullpen tonight. But I for just, some reason, I just really like the guy. I I think that the blonde mustache by itself is difficult to pull off. Just the blonde mustache. 
he, when I first saw him come out today, I instantly thought Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Jock Peterson last year had the had the mustache? Yes, like, yeah. yes that was so bad. You like, couldn't see it until like you yeah. really looked it for was, it. It was it was not great, but for some reason everyone just was like whatever because it's Jock Peterson and just he just like, I mean he just has swag. He just did his own thing. Yeah, in like I mean you know the whole just pearls vibes. thing with the Braves and everything like that's just like Jock Peterson. Like he just he just is just who he is. So it was always one of those. But like to see. After not seeing Alec Mills for two months, and then he makes his season debut in Baltimore in front of like five thousand fans to see he's rocking a stash. I don't know. I'm just saying he kind of put he, he just put himself out there like, hey, watch out! I'm Alec Mills, guys. So. <laughs> uh, I I saw <laughs> that we've gone through the positives of today. <laughs> Rhonda wants to know why the Cubs don't play Frazier. That was a, a good question. Rhonda. That was a pregame debate. It was you know we 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 fell into the trap again. Why is Hayward playing and Frazier not playing? And it's a good question. Ryan reminds us that it, it's never going to change. So just accept it. And then every once in a while you just want to say, but yeah, but how is Frazier supposed to prove anything? Yeah, if he's not getting consistent playing time. Then the flip side, the same could be said for Madrigal, and he continues to not get it done. Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer with him is. You know, we talked yesterday with Greg, and he was like, minor leagues aren't the answer. It's going down to Iowa's not the answer. I don't know what the answer is then, because I like the, the failure for Madrigal at the major league level, eventually that kind of failure is going to get to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the thing is that you just like his he's not gonna like hit for power. He doesn't walk that much. Like his thing is being able to get a lot of hits and string together a lot of hits and bet three hundred and right. that's what he's done at every level. It's just he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's he's over for four today. Yeah, I was um, told he's Ryan Terrio, dude. That's a disrespect <laughs> to Ryan Terrio right now because Ryan Terrio do, did way more than what we've seen out of Nick Madrigal, man. Like he just ain't doing shit. It's as simple as that. He just hasn't done anything outside of hitting the ball to second or shortstop. That is literally all he's done for most of the season. I know he was hurt, and I know he's coming off the injury, and I'm trying. I'm really trying to, you know, be patient because, again, this season, what does it freaking matter anyway? But, like, we we need to see – we need to see the hits at least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that way you can be like, well, at least the guy, you know, he's a good hitter. But, like, I don't know what it is, man. He's just pounding the ball straight into the ground. He's in his second or shortstop most of the time. And he's not fast enough to beat out these ground balls, so you got to We got We got to Got to hit it to the outfield, bro. Like I, I thought that one to hit to right field the other day. We were talking about the one down the right field line. I thought, well, maybe that'll maybe that'll get him going. Get him going. But then the next game, it's more of the same. Joe brings up a good point. Remember, yeah. only a hundred plate appearances removed from a season-ending injury. We we know that, but also, I mean. You have, we have every right to be disappointed, I think, so far. Yeah, and, and that's what I, like. That's kind of basically what I just said. Is just like, I'm trying to be patient because he's coming off the injury, and he got hurt this year again and was out for, what, a couple weeks? But, again, though, it's just it's very frustrating, especially whenever David Ross continues to put guys like Jason Hayward in the lineup and, and, and Simmons, and it's just like, we want to see the young guys play. Well, at least he is playing magical, but magical isn't doing – he's not producing. So, he's the one young guy where it's like – it's becoming, like, hard to watch. I, 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 go ahead. He's also just striking out at a 15 – his K rate is 
actually, uh, yeah, no, it might have gone down a little bit. It's not updated stats, but um, that was coming into today. While his walk rate is only 4.7%, I mean, those are just both. Well, the walk rate is, like, among the worst of his career. The strikeout rate is w- nearly double the next from, like, from last year. But even, that like going back to AAA, he's never struck out. Triple A, any minor league level, never struck out to this level before. Um, yeah, I, that that it is a good a good point that it's a hundred, not hundred and six, hundred and ten, something like that. Played appearances into the season, mm. uh, into his season, since you know he missed nine months of baseball, but it's just he hasn't obviously performed. And when he's not a power hitter, and he's not, you know, uh, he's not going to beat out a lot of ground balls. Like when he's not doing the things that have made him successful, it's just. He's not. He's he's just not performing, and they like like Joey said, it's disappointing because he you did you know you gave up Craig Kimbrell for him, you traded Craig Kimbrell for him and uh, and Cody Hoyer, who Cody Hoyer is not going to play till next June or July, and then you got Madrigal, who could at least you know if he can resemble or mirror anything, get close to that three hundred ish plus hitter that he's been throughout his career, then he makes some of that worth it, but it's just not there right now. I don't yeah, think we're yeah. saying either, like, no. give up on the guy. No, 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 like, no. It's way too early to do that. There's it's so much team control. It's, it's been a disappointing yeah. season, just like yeah. it was for Hoyer, obviously, for different reasons. Yeah. I would assume that when the Cubs made that trade, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I would assume that Hoyer was, like, if they were saying, we want this guy and then we want this guy, I would assume that Hoyer was the first ask. I don't know. But but it, that's an interesting... Like, I wonder which guy was the one they said, we want this guy and then another player, and the other player became. Yeah, because when you, when you look back at that trade at this point last year, the reason that, you know, that the w- reason that I was okay with it was that the Cubs got two major league right. players yeah, ready to go. Yeah. And, what, and at the time, honestly, I was like, okay, I don't know what Hoyer's going to be, but at least we got a 300 300- hitter and, and magical i mean that was my reaction i thought magical would have yeah. been would have been the bigger piece but I, i've also talked to other people and they thought hoyer was the bigger piece so yeah, i don't know i think I it's I think it goes back and forth for hoyer in their bullpen well hoyer was hoyer was doing all right with, he was doing actually really well with the socks especially his 2020 season he yeah. had really last good year numbers, he but, kind of struggled with the socks but, um yeah. but uh magical had the pedigree as a fourth overall pick mm-hmm. at the whole cody hoyer was drafted in the sixth round uh, in 2018 so i I mean, I obviously don't know. I'm not in that trade room, but I, I want to say, like, I wonder. That's a good question, actually. I, I, I want to say Nick Madrigal as a young Well, never former, be a player over yeah. a reliever, I would think, yeah. that way, maybe. But also the fact that he was hurt when yeah. they traded for him and uh-huh. was not going to play the rest of the year. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I would, I would lean Madrigal. in one of them. One, again, the high draft pick for him. Um, and then he had shown to be very productive in 2021 as well before the injury. So. Yeah. Yeah, again, that that's why I think that Madrigal was like the piece of that trade. But it, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I You're, think Sox fans in general is. were, from what I had heard, were more upset about losing Hoyer than they were about losing Madrigal. But I think so, too. That's the Sox. Ah, there you go. Yeah, they were Sox more upset about true. losing Hoyer. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, again, I still think that trade will go down as a win because you gave up. Kimbrell, well, he was worthless to you anyways. Unless there was another trade out there that got you different pieces yeah, that would prove to be more valuable. But, I mean, it's not like you had a place for Kimbrell and were upset about losing I think him. You wh- if we want to complain about the trade, 
like the thing that really sucks right now is that Hoyer had to have Tommy John. So now we have to wait sure. and see. And it's not even like we have to wait until like August. We have to literally wait till this time next yeah. year. It, so at the earliest, like at the earliest, year yeah. at the earliest. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Cubs have won trades and they've lost worse trades. That's for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> Eric uh, is a Sox fan on our Cubs chat here. And he says he was more upset about Madrigal. So I guess it depends on who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Uh, you know, we're not, we'll never really know that. No, nine to three Cubs lose to the Orioles. Uh, Cody, how did your bets do as opposed to the Cubs tonight? Hopefully better than Keegan Thompson and the Cubs. Uh, well, <laughs> I did take Chris Morrell two plus total bases. My only win of the night unless Trey Turner decides to do something against the White Sox, which last I checked, he's not. Um, but yeah, I won that bet literally the first, like what the first pitch of the game. Because uh, yep. Morrell had that home run yeah. the first pitch of the game, so I want to bet at the very first, very beginning. It was, uh, we should have turned it off right there. Yeah, we should have turned it off and done post game right away. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I made that bet over on Points Bets, the the my favorite app. I love to log on to. Uh, it's the also the best way to support CHGO. And if you download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. If you didn't know, if you've been under a rock, uh, you can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Every show I say it, if Luke can do it, so can, so you. can you. It's really that easy. You look. I've watched Luke look at his phone, and I'm telling you, this guy, he struggles with technology, but he's managed to do it. So if you can do it, or if he can do it, you so can as can well. You. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to get up and punch me. Uh, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem called 1-800-522-4700. You know, before the show, you guys were sitting here just saying, like, well, we're really kind of amazed. Once again, you made it through the night. No sleeping late night. It's yeah, never happened yet. You. And you're like, <laughs> how, you, how do you Look do at, at your age? How are you staying awake this late at night after having dinner at four o'clock at Golden Corral? And I say, <laughs> listen, it's guys, it's because I'm taking AG1 in the morning. I started it because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for months. And it doesn't taste super healthy. Instead, it's mild and tropical, and I look forward to taking it in the morning. You're asking, well, what is this super thing? Well, it's just one scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system. Here it is. Your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy. Take it first thing in the morning and off I go on an empty stomach. It's lifestyle friendly. It's keto friendly, paleo friendly, vegan friendly, gluten free, dairy free. You're all good with AG1 and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. 
It's recommended by professional athletes. has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. You don't have to take a 1,000 different supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and not one, not two, not three, not four, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, it's good stuff. Still taking it? I Girl love it. Still putting it in the smoothies? Yeah, I love a little morning smoothie with a little athletic greens. Gets me all prepped and ready to hop on the scooter and head on over to the gym. There mm. you go. Hell yeah. How many years has AG1, like, added added to you? Like, they've taken away from your count. Well, it's like Benjamin Button. I yeah, start, right. I had yeah. my 50th birthday when we started here. Now I feel like I'm, like, 48. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. It's so, so in just years. a couple months, it's taken two years. I, I suddenly feel it's like I'm... It's giving me two years back. It's giving me two years back. I suddenly right. feel like yeah. I'm in my 20s again, so... Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You turned 31. Next thing you know, you I'm felt 28 again. I'm coming for Ryan. Again. I'm going to get under his age. That's right. I'll keep taking it. There you go. <laughs> um, so let's do a little bit. I don't want to talk too much about the game because it was a game to forget. It stunk. It's it, over. It, it, it did stink. <laughs> uh, let's go to a couple days ago when Bob Nightingale put on an article saying uh, he spoke to a GM, an anonymous GM, veteran anonymous GM around baseball who says the Cubs will sign at least one of these guys, Trey Turner, Bogarts, Carlos Correa. Anonymous GM source, veteran GM. <laughs> Big if true. <laughs> All right. Does that excite you? One of those three guys in free agency uh, this coming winter. I, I you know. I think all, three, th- are good all three of them are really good. Uh, and, yeah, I mean – First off, do you believe it? All things aside from (laughs) Bob Nightingale, I know everyone likes to make the joke on baseball Twitter, and it's one of the best jokes on baseball Twitter. But aside from that, this is now the second time that a baseball writer or or reporter or whatever has said that the Cubs are going to spend this offseason. And I don't know if it's going to be on any of these three, but the fact that there's now two, and we're here in June. That, or well, it was late May, the last one, but uh, and now in June, the fact that two of them have said that the Cubs plan to spend big this offseason is encouraging, considering the farm is coming up. Uh, and if they're saying that they're going to spend, then yeah, that means that they should be competing for a division title next year. Yeah, and this is what you know. I keep saying is. We don't know which way Jed Hoyer is going to want to go, but when we look at it, and it's like, this is a big market team. They saved a lot of money this year, clearly. Um, if they see free eight, for some of these free agents, even if they don't get them, they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because they didn't go after them. Like I'm not saying to go out there and sign every free agent because we've seen plenty of times and you build super teams and they don't work. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work out. You don't win. You don't win a World Series. You don't win championships. Another sport. Like it's hard to do with just throwing teams together. We know that. But the Cubs need to spend this this winter. It's like they're going to have – they already got, you know, some of these prospects coming up and succeeding. They're mm-hmm. going to have more next year. 
Um, they're starting pitching, especially if, if Wade Miley, Drew Smiley are gone this year. That's You're down two starters. Again, you don't know. You're still trying to answer that question of are Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele going to be rotation guys? Are they going to be, you know. I Hell's think, a lie, same yeah, thing. Yeah, I think at they're worst those weapons. three yeah. would be multi-inning weapons and good multi-inning weapons. I think that's like not even worst case scenario, just like that's if, if they aren't full-time starters, that's going to be their role. And I think all three could thrive in that role. But you're going to need starting pitchers if they don't. So that's an area you need to look at. Hey, you know, if there's pitchers out there and you, you trust and you're not giving out seven, eight-year contracts, you need to really look at that. And you shouldn't be – it shouldn't be because you're getting outbid if, for a guy you really want. Like, that yeah. shouldn't be that shouldn't be the, the reason. And then on the flip side, with the shortstop specifically, I guess, we've talked how Nico has been impressive. Mm-hmm. We've talked how Nico has shown that he can handle shortstop. But – we also know that Nico is very vers- uh, versatile and he can move around the field. And maybe that's the role that he's best in too. Maybe he's, you know. The Cubs they, like guys yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's. He played third like for a couple innings the other yeah, night. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah. yeah Sunday night. Well, Morell would be yeah, Morell essentially the same type of player. Same way, but like maybe, maybe Nico is good at when, you know, they get one of these shortstops, right? They get Trey Turner or Carlos Correa, whatever. Nico can hop in at shortstop and, you know, fill in for the day. We already know he could play a gold, gold glove caliber second base. He's apparently also, uh, you know, a decent outfielder. He is athletic enough, and then he has speed, he has some speed out there. Like he could play the outfield, maybe not full time, but he can play there comfortably uh, at at different times. So maybe his role again <laughs> is just being a versatile player that can move around the field. And we talked a long time ago about positionless baseball mm-hmm. and how much how I don't like really like that. Neither, but that's just the way baseball is going. And if Nico can do that. That just adds another, you know, another player that David Ross can move around the field and move, you know, switch around lineups, make sure guys get their rest, make sure guys that are, you know, need a day off, get the day off, whatever it is. That's that's the way baseball is going, and Nico seems like the type of player that can do that. So, all in all, that's just one long-winded way of saying that the Cubs are going to have money to spend this winter. There are going to be free agents they should look at, and if they lose – play if they, if, they, if they lose out on some of those guys that they really want it shouldn't be because they you know got outbid unless it's like a cra- you know crazy contract right, unless, that don't make any yeah. sense but if it's like a reasonable contract that any team would have offered it shouldn't be because the Cubs did it yeah I mean out of those three if you want me to choose which one I want I, do. I mean I know Correa is having a little bit of a down year and that might mean he might opt in he's the youngest uh, but he is the youngest and I still think that teams will be out there willing to pay probably close to the same amount of money, he, especially if if he wants to go do like the same thing over again and take a shorter term deal. And and you know what I mean where I'm going with that. But mm-hmm. I mean I don't know. I mean, does he want to play with the Twins for more than one year? I, I don't know. Depends. I mean, they are first place in the AL Central right now. I don't know how long they're going to stay in it, uh, but. Uh, and and you you assume with the talent that he has that he is going to by the end of the year he'll probably still have he'll have right around the same amount of no, the same numbers that he's had over the course of his career at least mostly but yeah to me I mean Correa would be the one that I want just because he's younger um, but I, I just don't know if he'll opt out if I had to if I had to choose between the other two you know I I've been a fan of Trey Turner for a long time yeah. I haven't really watched Xander Bogarts as much because he's in the AL but. Uh, you know, eat both of them very good. Bogarts leads 
both of them with both the, have the six t- homers this year. Like yeah. if you just look at the, if you is just care about war, war right now, it's interesting. Though. If you just care about war, Nico has a better war than Turner and Correa this year. <laughs> yeah, which you is know? wild. Yeah, um, not better than Tim Anderson, I think though. Bogarts is. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Bogarts is probably the least like sexy out of the three. I think probably but he just could be because the best value, lack of power. But I mean, if I was looking at them, I think his bat is probably year in year in year out the most consistent and has a good just with that approach. High contact guy will will age well. Correa's already had some injury problems, and Turner relies a lot on the speed. They'll both. I mean, all of them are going to be good players for years years ahead. The one thing that interests me about Bogarts is that the Red Sox just went out and paid $140 million for Trevor Story, and I would I imagine that's a hedge against them not wanting to spend $200, $250 million on Bogarts. We've already seen them unwilling to spend all that money on Mookie Betts. So I I'm get the feeling that Boston's not going to be in the Bogarts market, and you know I'm just wondering how that's going to play out now. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Joey. I'm also curious... Have either of you seen anything on what like a Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts contract would look like? Right. I, no. No. I know, I'm we just know, assuming we know, they're going to be yeah. less than Correa. Well, well, we know the Correa contract based is ten age. years, yeah. just just yeah. based on what we've heard. Now AAV, I feel like it'd be similar, but I think AAV would be years, higher. If it's, if it's less years, the AAV would be higher. I think. Okay. But it's also I don't I mean, get the Correa's sense. Correa's making like thirty-five million this year, isn't he? Yeah. Something like that. Thirty-five yeah. million over three yeah, okay. yeah. a year for three. But I get the I don't get the sense that the front office is looking to shell out a ten-year contract or really even like close to ten years. Now, if you can get like a Trey Turner or a Xander Bogarts for more like seven years, that might be. I think that might be more where the Cubs look at it. Even though they're a couple years older, the contract itself is less years. And I, I mean, you know, then you'll get opt-outs and whatever in there and different. The yeah. way you play around with contracts, but I don't, I don't, I just don't see the Cubs wanting to give out a ten-year contract. No, just I could see it being like six years, one hundred eighty. I think if that's one of those one guys. they could get, that that would, I think that would be the preference. It's just that's what I'm saying. Is like ten years is not where they want to go. Yeah, for those, those contracts less, in the past, you'd rather pay oh less yeah. years, more money. Correct. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Especially with some of the young guys coming up being those positions. Yeah, and then especially with how much money you know, how much revenue the Cubs have every mm-hmm. year, they. If they, I mean, they obviously don't want to go over the luxury tax or, or the competitive balance tax every year, but on, in some cases they can because they are one of the big market resource heavy team, right? Yeah. So, I, like you said, the average annual value I think means less, or that means less, but average annual value is less what they're concerned about versus years because if they have a guy under contract for ten years and the last. And he is good for three, is, you know, okay for, like, another two or three, and then the last four are just clunkers. I don't think they want that. And I, you know, right. we, we, again, we just talk about Hayward and how the, the contract just did not live up to the contract. And it was, what, eight years? Yeah. And he, he still has another year after this season. <laughs> I think they want to do their best to avoid having that, you know, kind of contract over that many years, especially considering he also got a lot of money out of it. But yeah. Yeah, Joe says, yeah, Christian Hernandez. I I would still be interested in the Correa. Yeah, Christian Hernandez. I would be interested in the Correa deal that he ended up signing with the Twins. Yeah, Yeah. like one that you can get out of every year or every couple years. That's what we talked about with uh, what. And then there was the rumor that him changing, yeah, that him changing agents played a role in that, and that might be reason he opts out. Listen, even if he has a 
even if he has a down year this year, which I wouldn't say he's just been banged up. I wouldn't say he's having a down year, but like, and it's way too early to even say that he's going to have a down year. I'd be willing to pay that. I'd be willing to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you 35. It's not my money, but I would give you 35 million for a year, yeah. especially if I can walk away after one year or two years. Right. Yeah. And that's what, what we, we talked about with LeBron does that every year. Yeah. That's what we talked about way back when, like LeBron does that every often. year where he, he signs a two year deal with an opt out after one. I wonder like with, if baseball players, if that's starting to come, like Correa has his, he has what, three years and an opt out after at first and second year. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. He so he does really well this year, whatever. He can opt out and get paid. He doesn't do well this year. He could, you know, still go next year and does well, you know. That that I wonder if that those kind of contracts you'll see more often in baseball just guys it's kind of betting on yourself. Yeah. But at the same time it's like you're maximizing your earning potential because you're not going to end up being, you know, 30 And we had Trevor Bauer who said when he when he was in free agency that he was only going to sign for a one-year deal. Every, yeah. He was going to keep playing yeah. under a string of one-year deals. That didn't work out, but yeah. But I don't think <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think we want to be telling baseball players to follow the lead of Trevor Bauer. A hundred percent agree. But that's <laughs> that's know, players. Many things. That is many things. That's like the NBA style of player yeah. power. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shorter contracts and and you have you you hold the cards. You're betting well, yeah. on yourself. Right. You're too. betting on yourself, and because, you can go to winner more often if right. you want you, to. You're you the go. powers in your hands, not in the owner's hands. Oh, yeah. Now Correa could opt out after this season. And take the same deal he just took with the Twins, but add on a year to it with the Cubs. And he'd be in the same position a year later again. Yeah. 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 And it still I wouldn't mean, be that risky for the Cubs. I've been reading the chat a little bit. A lot of them are, are in on uh, Xander Bogarts, which, yeah. again, makes sense. Uh, he is playing better than any of the three that we're talking about. Uh, you know, and I, uh, at the end of the day, I would be happy with either one of them. The only reason I really said Correa is because he's younger, uh, and I do expect his numbers to be what we normally see by the end of the year. So, uh, you know, and if they're not, then I, I'd actually, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't think that he would opt out then. I mean, Jason Hay- Hayward had all those opt-outs in his contract. Yeah. And yeah. He, he sure as hell wasn't going to no. opt yeah. out of them. So no. if, he, if he continues to have a bad year, then he's not going to opt out. So, um if Bogarts and, and Turner are the guys that are the top two shortstops to, to choose from in the offseason, I mean, again, either one would be great, but maybe Bogarts would be a good fit. You know, get another former Red Sox guy in here like John Lester was, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe he can be uh, the next leader. I mean, the thing with this entire conversation that just keeps me thinking in the back of my head is like, okay, they can go. They can say they're going to go spend, and they and they can try and actually go spend. But uh, what are the what is it? What how are they going to sell free agents on this team? Like you know, sold Suzuki on it. Yeah. That's true. You but sell free agents on. Hey, we're going to give you a it. lot of money to come play for us. <laughs> I I don't know. I I get Suzuki is, is a special, like he's a special type of uh, a situation. Yeah, a different, different type of free agent, but like. Bogarts and Turner, I mean, Turner's on the Dodgers right now. They're going to be a world, they're a world Series contender. Bogarts been on the Red Sox for, you know, his entire career, and they've been, for the most part of his, his career, have been very good. They've won a World Series. He's going to have other teams that are going to be interested in him. Like, how are the Cubs, outside of just saying, hey, we're going to pay you all this money, how are they going to actually convince a guy to want to come there and, like, actually 
be part of a winning team like that. Well, like that's they did the it with thing. Leicester. Wrigley is still again, a draw. That, that, I get Wrigley it. They did it with, with Leicester, but that was when they had the 108 year curse. And yes. again, I do know they have prospects coming up, but like, but I think the 108 year curse makes it harder. Like you said, we have, we literally haven't won in 108 years. Please come play. But for no, us. no, the, that, this is a historic no. franchise that's selling out yes, most games not, like with what Luke said. Like you come play at Wrigley in the summer. Guys want to, Want to do that they more than play in front of a full crowd? More no than twenty-seven yeah. of thirty I, I, I MLB franchises. Yet, yet he's still in Minnesota, and Chris Bryant's still in Colorado because the money. Because of the talk. money, so yes, because the money. They're going to go where the money I, is. I, yeah. I do think no. at the end of the day, the money does matter the most to the players. Yeah, for sure. Yes. What I'm saying is that we don't. I don't think the Cubs have an issue. Have, I don't think the Cubs will have a problem selling, especially with you know there are some pieces around. They're not bottom of the not floor of the MLB right now. There are pieces around that look good and obviously prove it over the whole year, but that's, you know, when if you have a couple a couple guys like Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele be consistently good over the whole I don't think the Cubs have much of an issue or should have much of an issue telling getting a player to want to play at Wrigley Field for 5 seasons. Because it, it is a, you know, you look at it in the summer the Cubs are going to be bad this year and they'll probably be still be yep. they're not going to be sellouts every night, but there's going to be a lot of fans in the stands. You I just still get Wrigley good crowds is. on the weekend yeah. and yeah. fans into right. it. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think they'll have a trouble selling it if the money was equal. I don't think they'd have trouble yeah. or slightly just, more. But I if just, they're if they're trying to get a bargain compared to other teams spending more, my, then they got My reason issue. I even said the 108-year thing that they sold on Leicester was that they sold the prospects, but they sold Anthony Rizzo and yes. Chris Bryant on them. What are they going to sell to these free agents of who's coming up, like who's going to be part of the core, like – players with him like with whether it's Turner or Bogarts or Correa like who who will be those guys and that's why I again you keep Wilson Contreras around at least you got an all-star well, that, yeah that's yeah no, but I think that not, is part of the self for one of these guys like you're gonna come in and be a leader on the team and and one of our more established veterans for a team that sure. I think a it's lot of your us, team and for a team that the front office and the fans believe is going to be competitive in the next Two or three seasons, especially with all the resources, the money, you know, I think that's part of the sell. Yeah. I got I to address David Snyder's question. Uh, he said, we don't need Correa. We got Horner and Morrell. Bogarts is much better for this team. Okay. I, I, the, yeah. I the, 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 you don't say no to Correa just because you have Nico Horner and Christopher Morrell on your team. Christopher Morrell's three weeks into being a big leaguer. Like, he is good. He's played really well, but he has really not proven anything because. He's three weeks, 21 games into his big league career. Nico Horner has been a starting shortstop, full-time starting shortstop for two months, and not even two months consistently because he missed a couple weeks with an ankle injury. Because he, of an umpire. He himself, <laughs> he himself has also not proven Correct. that he could do it over, over not even just career-wise, that he could do it over 162. Now, yeah. he looks good. And we, that's again, both of them look good. Both of them look great. Both of them and are we, part of your team. Yeah, and we are, yeah. we are talking about how they are doing well in the opportunities they're given, and they're taking the chances they're given and running with it. Of course, 100%. Nico has looked good at shortstop. Christopher Morrell has just looked good in general. But they have, for now, if you're, if you're saying, hey, we have Nico and Morrell, like, we're good. No. <laughs> they haven't proven anything over an entire season, let alone an entire half season. Mm-hmm. They haven't. So, and, he, and even if they, like, if Morrell, like, goes on to have, like, a 
or Christian were, Hernandez oh for that matter, right? Right. Well, okay. What I was getting ready to say though is like even if Morrell stays up and goes on to have a three war season, I hell maybe even more. The way, I don't know what his war is right now, but like right now he looks like he's in line to have a three war at least. And Nico same. Like even if they go on to have really solid years, you still want to go get another. You still like you want to add depth. That is why the 2016 team won the World Series. They, that team was full of depth, mm-hmm. and you can move Morrell around. It's not like Morrell's going to be your starting second baseman. You can play him in center. You can play him at short on days you want to give Nico off. You can play him at third base uh, if you're going to give Patrick yep. Wisdom a day off or whoever. You go get Bogarts, you can put Bogarts at short, Nico at second, and then you can use Morrell with all those other – like in those spots when you want to give those guys days off. But also – you have all three of them. That just makes your lineup even better. Again, if Nico and Morel play like they have been playing all season the rest of the year, and you can go into next year thinking, yeah. okay, these guys are part of you know a contending team or a competitive team. Again, still a lot of baseball left. We got to see it. But you can't just sit here and say these are the guys whenever there are free agents to be had, and you can actually put a team together and say, hey, we might we have a good team, but let's make it better by bolstering the – the the lineup with someone who has proven over a period of time of being one of the best players at this position uh yeah. and for another team. So that's that's the reason why it's important to go get one of those three guys. Right. The yeah. Cubs in 2016 would have never said no, we're not going to sign Ben Zobris because no. we have Addison Russell and Javi Bias cuz no, you're right. always no. going to go at no. a player no. of that exactly. caliber. Yeah, and then it's just good analysis. And then we 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 just keep talking about question marks and how many question marks the Cubs have. Chris Morrell and Nico Horner, as well as they have played, are still question marks as far as can they do what, you know, can, again, can Nico Horner be an everyday shortstop for the rest of his career? Can Chris Morrell, is is this a three-week just really good stretch, or can he do it, you know, as a, as a productive player for the Cubs for his whole career? Those guys are both question marks. The only question mark around Carlos Correa is his ability to stay healthy, which, again, is a big question mark because, the best ability is availability. That's, that's the same Herb right Lawrence there. Once said that, I think he said that in this <laughs> office. <laughs> but it's, such, it's true, and that's why I call it the Carlos Correa is a question mark. But if you're saying we don't, again, if you're saying we don't need Carlos Correa because we got that, that's your thing. The Cubs, the Cubs, just because the Cubs have Nico Horner and mm. Chris Morrell <clears throat> playing well right now, that you you can't look four months in the future if he opts out. You can't look four months in the future and say, oh, the Cubs don't need to sign Carlos Correa because they got these two guys yeah. playing well right, right. now. That's just and not, again, it's not, it's not like cho- like right now we're not trying to argue and say that you that we would choose Bogarts over those two. I mean, the course of their careers obviously say that we would probably take Bogarts over those two. But what we're saying is you want to have all three. That's that's what I'm saying. Correct. Yeah. The yes, three of Nico Morrell and and the free agent. That's that's because yeah, a lot of people great. are in the chat right now, and they're like, at least it's coming off as like, like uh, I think David said, people who choose Morrell over Carlos Correa didn't live through Junior Lake and Corey Patterson. <laughs> I just want people to know that we're not choose like we're not choosing to have Carlos Correa over Morrell or or vice versa. We're what we're saying is that. We'd love to have Morel, Nico, and Carlos Correa. Yeah. It's it's my <laughs> life story. You can have your cake and eat it too. Yes. Right? You, know, yes. you can have both things. Again. And what's great about those two guys right now, so far, early in their careers, Horner and Morel, is that they can play multiple positions. Yeah. yeah. So like the there's thing. multiple moving pieces. It's it's a it's a perfect scenario bringing in one more player that 
I mean, you're going to have to bring in more than just that one yeah. guy. And they're cheap, so it allows you to bring in the expensive pieces for now. Oh, yeah. You no, know? So that's, that's why you've been yeah. saving money for a year and a half, you hope. Yeah, Morel's a rookie. Nico, I'm not sure how many more years of club control he has, but it's at least a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these guys, yeah. These, you have the room right now to go spend on free agents because you're not even spending that money right now. And you right. have pl- you're plenty of room under the You add that to go with Saya and, yep. you yes. know. Strom- and then Strowman's a contract. Come is. is even if they don't trade him, it's a three-year contract, and it's not mm. a bad one either. Right, it's and what, he's and he's good. Yeah, it's he's, three he's years, twenty better something than what a lot of year. people are giving him credit for this year. Oh man, it's like this, this is the this is the winter where no, they don't have to go all in and and they could have a very yeah. twenty fourteen off season, go and then have a very t- like twenty fifteen season next year. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because guys, even if they even if there was a right fielder that you thought was a great player. I still would bring in the right fielder and be like, well, say it, we'll figure it out. Like, yeah. you guys can fight it out for first. We'll move one of you to left. Or and we have a DH now. <laughs> we have a yeah. DH. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, there is not a position on the Cubs right now where I would say, can't bring in a great player at that position because they're set. Like, no. there just is not. Like, catcher would be the only one, and they're going to yeah. get rid of Wilson Contreras. So, there's not a position where I wouldn't would say – Nope, that guy's talented, but we don't want him because we have somebody no, there. That's, yeah, exactly. You're that's, trying to add talent. Yeah. Period. And they and, and just as the, the 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 big market again resource heavy club that the Cubs are, they have the ability to go out there and add the talent that they that they need to. And and I also don't think this is the the winter where you they go all in and just sign every free agent so that in a few years they're all coming off the books and you just like it, things get crazy, right? Like this is you know. I think I feel like it's kind of how you try to stagger the when prospects come up, which again is another reason why it didn't work out last time because everyone came up at the same time. I also think you you know you try to get the free agents that you need right now. You don't just go crazy and sign everyone, and then you kind of as you're still working your way back up, then you're trying to figure out okay, this is this is what we need next year. Let's go out and get this guy next year, right? That's what the Cubs should be saying. So, mm-hmm. yeah, unless they get into this off season and the Cubs are like. Holy crap! We can win the World Series this year if we get these two guys. Like right, like then you go in and you, you try to get them because then then that gives you a shot. But that's an unlikely scenario for next year. And so, but this is still a winter where they should go out and and get some good free agents that are going to help them win when they're ready to, to win again. Exactly. Do you guys know about Owen? I hear Justin oh. Fields loves it. Owen Hart, rest in peace. It is only <laughs> what you need. Owen is 100% plant-based. Protein shake gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All the products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. Listen, only the greatest athletes take it. That's why I take it. That's why Justin Fields takes it. That's why I saw Cody chugging it earlier today. Gains, guys. Hashtag gains, I believe is what they say. QB1 is taking this plant-based diet to the next level. So he's got Owen in it. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen, that's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me, Justin Fields, and many others in trying Owen only what you need. Which flavor do you like the best, Cody? Well, I like that vanilla. Vanilla is the healthiest because it has almost no, it has no added sugar at all. The other ones have just a tiny bit of sugar in them, mm. but the flavors are pretty great, like strawberry, salted caramel, and they're still super healthy and plant-based for you. 
Yeah. No, I uh, I really, really do enjoy it. I I, I need to... I, is there a way to subscribe? You said there's a way to subscribe to it. CHGO20. CHGO20. Sign up. Mm. I, I haven't gotten a chance. Your first purchase. I was out of the office for like two weeks. And right. Cody didn't have a, a knife today, so he couldn't eat dinner. So he needs his, his protein intake. There you go. Meal right. Shout That's out to that. Joey for then going to get knives. Hashtag gains. All the way to Target for the gains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, can we touch real quickly uh, before we go tonight on the Justin Steele comment about John Lester calling David Ross oh, yeah. before his last start and saying, "Hey, this kid needs to do this kid needs to uh, fastball down, get pound it, take control of it, fastball down, fastball yeah. down." And then Steele went out and basically threw all fat, all four seamers, took command, did exactly what he said, and had the longest start of his career. Oh yeah, no. Uh, what do you expect from a guy who's borderline Hall of Fame? <laughs> they need to, they need to tap into that more. Yeah, clearly he's watching the games, but I yeah, mean, yeah, but. But Ross said that he followed up, you know, followed up with a text and and found out that John Lester does not want to be a pitching coach. He does not. <laughs> he does not want to be a pitching coach. Will he at so. least come to spring training? That was another question. Is like, is is Rick Sutcliffe's job in danger? Is <laughs> spring training job in danger? And Ross said, I don't think anyone can stop Rick Sutcliffe from going to Cubs spring training. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean that was again. Like I think I want to say Ross brought that up to us. Um, did he, I think he, I think he brought it up pregame. He might, it might've been postgame, but he brought it up at some point during that day. Then we got to follow or we got to, yeah, we got to follow up on it with, uh, follow up with steel on it postgame. And, you know, he said that, you know, Ross kind of gave him the tip and the Ross is like, you know, I don't know that these guys look at me like I was some, some long time yeah. big leaguer. Right. Yeah. But when John Lester, when John Lester, John Lester's name carries weight when you bring it into a conversation. So, especially for lefties, like Justin Steele is a lefty too. Yeah. Yeah. And so when John Lester tells him this stuff, especially about commanding the four seam, you see Justin Steele go out and throw his first 14 pitches were four seamers. And then I forgot what it, I think it ended up being like 71% of the pitches he threw were four seamers. Like, you could tell that what John Lester said held some weight. Uh, and, and Justin Steele really took that into account. So, um, no, John Lester isn't going to be a pitching coach, but to have a manager who knows guys whose name hold weight like that, and not that David Ross doesn't, obviously, but he knows a John Lester who can give these guys tips, or he probably knows someone else that could give Christopher Morell a tip. When he, like, he, he has these guys and the ability to reach out and maybe even just have guys text him. Like I guess John Lester kind of sent him the text first, but to have that kind of like... Take it straight to the bullpen. Yeah, They'll work on it. To, if David Ross is the middleman, <laughs> that's a good. Rossi, that's good. Rossi needs to like call up uh, Dustin Pedroia and ask him, "How do I get Nick Madrigal to hit?" Like, that's a, I, I like Dustin, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I get like Dustin Pedroia is like the shortest guy. Napoli call him up. Like that's why I was like, <laughs> that's why I said him. But like, I mean, if, if I love, I love the story because one, John Lester is awesome and he belongs in the hall of fame one day. Um, but again, it, it, as far as Justin Steele, it's, it's good to, I think he, he's been very hard to evaluate on what we want from him going forward this year. Like he's like, you remember the 20 to five game against the reds. He started that game. He was mm -hmm. awful. He's had, but he's had good games. He shoved against Arizona this year. He shoved against the Cardinals this last game. And then the start before that, he was he was very solid. So, like a lot of starting pitchers, 
They have good starts. They have bad starts. But I do know that if he was in the bullpen, he could up that velocity up to upper 90s like he was last year. So I genuinely don't really know what the Cubs should do with him because I know he can be great in the bullpen, and I but and I know he can be good as a starter. So it honestly just comes down to like, are they willing to go? Or do they do they have another starter coming outside of Killian, or are they willing to go get another starter in free agency? Because like, I I wouldn't say that I've seen enough of Justin Steele, but I have seen the pros and the cons. I think he can be an elite left-handed reliever out of the bullpen. I also think he can be a very solid 4-5 starter out of the rotation. So pick one. I don't know which one to pick, though, and I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. And it does feel like, you know, outside of the super elite starters that baseball is a little bit going towards that player, the guy that just bounces back and forth. So yeah, maybe that's, I mean, maybe, maybe, him, might be again, maybe him and Keegan Thompson are, are that type of guy. I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll be able to know more by the end of the year, but I just hope they make the right decision because if they reverse it next year and then things don't go right, then you're like, what were you doing? What are you thinking? And then it kind of sets things back. You know what I mean? Those guys are important. Like, look at how yeah, important Mike Montgomery was to the when the Cubs, Cubs won it. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. I agree. But Don't yeah, screw someone, it up. Someone get Dustin Pedroia on the phone so he can <laughs> fix Nick Madrigal, please. And uh, somebody needs to fix Marcus Stroman uh, from his last start. Oh, yes. That was ugly. And he's <laughs> in game two of this series. Uh, so quickly tomorrow, you just hope to see something better, right? Like. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had his real starter. Was it was it his worst start of his career? It was Ryan in his last um, start against the Cardinals. It was that Friday game. It was was his worst start with the Cubs. Even worse than one hundred percent his worst start. Like you can't really argue. It was definitely his best. His worst start from it was what it was nine run ten hits nine runs. Yeah, something like that. He would have came out a lot earlier if they didn't have that doubleheader the next day. But yeah, no, I I think this is a good bounce back. Uh, opportunity for Marcus Stroman. He's going up against the Orioles, who I don't know if a lot of those hitters have seen him, but, I mean, he did used to pitch in the AL, so uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll have some – at least feel comfortable there because he was with the Blue Jays, so he pitched in Baltimore yeah. a handful of times. So, I, you know, all I'm asking is f- for a bounce-back start, man. Like, listen, I, I can't – I can only defend the guy so much on social media. Like, he's – in my opinion, has he been, again, we, me and Luke talked about it, has he been what we paid for? No. Has he been bad? No. But ha- has he been average? Yes. He's just been very average. And, like, I don't care if the Cubs are 10 games above 500 or 10 games below 500. When you pay for a free agent starter or f- whoever, you expect them to perform, man. Like, there's a reason we sit here and complain about Jason Hayward every freaking day. Just didn't live up to the contract. Is he a good dude? Yes. Do I like him? Yes. He's a nice guy. But he hasn't lived up to the contract, and that's why people want to DFA him. I don't want people to say that about Marcus Stroman, man. I, I, just, want, I just want him to be good, man. Like, just, I think the big thing for him is just throw strikes. We will see tomorrow. Cubs and Orioles one more time. We'll have a pregame show, 530 for you right here at CHGO. We'll do the postgame show afterwards. Cubs lose game one of the series. Nine to three. That's the last we'll ever speak of it. Thanks for Forward into like listening <laughs> and watching the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. 
Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. And, uh, well, you can fly the W. It just wouldn't be correct tonight, though. Sure.